The other important thing I think is to change the way we think about publishers. Mm. And it's this interesting dynamic of when you're marketing your game, do you almost try to... Side quest accepted. You guys have been doing games for like a decade plus right now, and sustainability is a big part of that. I think a lot of developers struggle with that when they release their first title. They get to that milestone, and then they kind of don't know what the next steps are. They don't know how to maintain financial stability from a development standpoint, a sense of consistency. So for you guys, as a team that has done it and has done it successfully over a long period of time, what advice would you give developers who get past that first game and want to build an actual studio and a career out of this? We waited so many years to actually ship and make one of our own games. We designed a business plan, which of course has changed and iterated and mutated several times. But uh, when we started, it just made sense. Mm -hmm. uh, it made sense for our team size and our focus, as you said, was sustainability, like achieving a situation in which we could live off making games. I teach game development and mm -hmm. uh, game industry stuff local uh, universities and I always tell students that uh, we go into game development because there's a, a big uh, drive and passion mm -hmm. to make games we have big dreams we love this mm -hmm. we, we love games we, we have grown with them but if we really want to make this a way of living mm -hmm. uh, we have to take this very uh, seriously because when you go out there it's wild this is one of those industries that are beautiful yeah. beautiful people people working here is, is beautiful it's uh, there's a lot of cooperation and mm. people's really open and friendly but at the same time business-wise it's really 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 tough to make ends meet it's really really hard so what I say to, to students and, and, and young developers like keep your ideas don't throw them out until you have uh, enough experience until you have built a team that allows you to make your idea until you have learned how the game industry really works who is who and just make something that gives you money at first yeah. if you want to build a studio if you want to build or make a career out of game development don't make that game mm -hmm. the only option for survival it's like the only way to be better is to stay alive and if you people. die it's game over the other important thing I think is to change the way we think about publishers mm -hmm. I, I would say that they're providing a service for you you are their client you're actually paying on revenue share yeah. and their service has to be good so if they are not providing a service you shouldn't be working with them so if they are not uh, providing you with marketing if they do not commit uh, in the contract to a certain amount of investment that is actually uh, something that you could check and, mm. and audit don't go that way. When I talk to developers who make RPGs, and this obviously isn't just an RPG, it's a JRPG, but when I talk to developers who make those games, I always ask them, a lot of times players will just default compare RPGs to AAA RPGs. And obviously that's not fair. Is that something you worry about with Sky Ocean? I would say that there are some areas in which you can make that clear so that the expectations are in line with what you're going to deliver. But at the same time, it's difficult because what you're looking to get as much exposure as you can. If you're working with a publisher, you will need to really discuss uh, about this topic because uh, how they will present the game is really important. 
to how it's going to be perceived after it's released. You raise an interesting point about expectations. And I think Starfield ran into that problem recently. Obviously, they're AAA. It's a different animal. But I think the marketing team behind Starfield really put everything they had into that game. And they really, really hyped that title up. And I think they almost put the expectations on an unreachable level. And when it released, it's kind of suffered the consequences for that. And I think people weren't as happy as they could have been with that title because of the expectations, because of what the team behind the game was saying, because of what Xbox was saying and it's this interesting dynamic of when you're marketing your game do you almost try to undersell some of the different dynamics and mechanics and and world exploration features so that you can overachieve as opposed to underachieve yeah no in our case we're very conscious about what we communicate Mm -hmm. we iterated a lot on the steam description Mm -hmm. you know the usual bullet points features so that they are as true as possible Mm. (laughs) so that they do not leave too much to imagination. Of course, you you also want to sound exciting, but I would say that there's a a sweet spot Mm. that you have to find uh, between being realistic and being exciting, sounding Mm. exciting. Oh, with your game, right? Talk to me about, I mean, this game, it has a lot of different elements to it. It's an RPG, so I would imagine there's world exploration. It has flying. It has turn-based combat within those flying within that flying and then outside of that just you're having a story on top of that so how do you bring all of those things together in this title i would say that the most important thing for us was to focus on the design pillars that mm-hmm. we defined at first we're trying to uh, have a infrastructure a software architecture that allows us to uh, show different stuff uh, in, in in different ways but coming from a common basis i see and in a um, cost-effective way. The whole exploration and the whole idea of being an, an air pirate mm. and if you think about games like Skies of Arcadia, they did this 20, 20 years ago. Mm. We need an overworld. We need uh, town explorations. Yeah. We need uh, dungeon explorations and turn-based battles. Mm. That was the core of the game. But one of the design pillars was also about taking care of managing your crew. And I would say that was the, the main selling point that made us stand out Mm -hmm. uh, from a regular JRPG. Was that the first thing you worked on? I would have to think you would build the mechanics out first, the flying mechanic being the chief one within this game. What was kind of step one while you were creating all of these different elements and then bringing them together? I would say when, when we think about Sky Oceans as we know it now, we started building that from the combat outside. I mean, ah, okay. uh, combat, uh, turn-based combat had to work because otherwise it's like, let's just go and make an adventure game because the rest was, I wouldn't say easy, but uh, less complicated. But to answer your question, uh, systems. Systems Mm. first. What about the world design, right? I would imagine it's a tricky thing to tackle in a game like this because I think a lot of times flying games, they run into the issue where there is almost unlimited freedom when you're flying. But then the problem is it feels empty. It feels a little bit slower paced because of that. I think squadrons ran into that problem when they released their game. How do you tackle that from a world design perspective? The fact of it being a, let's say, post cataclysm uh, kind of war uh, in which the earth just scattered and 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 people started to live isolated from each other mm-hmm. and forming tribes and it was a decision 
that was just because it sounded cool it just sounds mm. like very ghibli-esque but also uh, because we didn't have the manpower to populate such a big world and make these huge maps you could say it's a trope of a flying island and what we did was uh, creating this smaller constricted uh, environment okay uh, in which we could focus most of the art effort to to make it look as beautiful as possible hmm. uh, still wild and created some rules in in this game in hmm. which the winds were so strong outside these these natural barriers that yeah. you have in the in the island hmm. that these little airplanes uh, they just couldn't go outside because they you know yeah. taken by the winds and, and crash and, and the only way to go between islands is mm. on a carrier ship how big is the world in this game the world is divided into different regions we have several regions I got you <laughs> I won't I got say you. a number because yeah uh, and we have uh, several um, levels of uh, layers in terms mm. of height within those regions uh, I see yeah, yeah. Mm. So we are gating the access to all these regions and, and heights uh, with some plot devices and, and and actual upgrades for your ship. So so at first you are you're uh, navigating a kind of like a limited region with just uh, a handful of islands and, and mm. missions to take. Yeah. Uh, and then it, the world starts to uh, slowly open up. Give me the elevator pitch for Sky Ocean, right? Talk to me about just the basic story behind it, what players can expect as they go into this game. Just talk to me about that for a second. Sky Ocean is, uh, as I mentioned, it's a JRPG mm-hmm. uh, inspired by the classics like Sky's Arcadia, uh, Crown Trigger. Uh, it's a JRPG with a heart. Uh, it's all about managing your own band of air pirates in a world that is both beautiful uh, but also wild and dangerous inspired by Ghibli aesthetics and populated by different tribes and cultures you will be able to to command your own airship Mm -hmm. and to bring more people more pilots into your crew you're recruiting people along the way you're making friends you're making enemies you're fighting pirates you're fighting the alliance Mm -hmm. Uh, but you're also making making friends uh, helping people helping towns in need Um, and getting stronger getting stronger in order to retake your hometown which was taken by the by the alliance right we're looking at the next year what does 2024 look like for you guys from a roadmap perspective right it's going to be basically taking care of uh, of the game getting it mm. ready for for launch uh, we don't have an uh, a confirmed uh, launch date mm. uh, yet uh, but you should expect uh, some news Later this year, maybe we can share something. As a studio, hopefully we'll be working on our next game. We, we can't say much about it yet, uh, but it's going to be exciting. I will take the chance to ask people to follow us and, and, and make sure that you, you keep up with all the news. Mm-hmm.